Welcome to the Factory Youth Podcast. This is a weekly teaching podcast from the Factory Youth at Calvary Chapel, Vera Beach. Uh, well, I'm glad that you guys are here. We are continuing um, our series that we've been going through called Creature Comfort, and we're looking at the seven deadly sins uh, that ha- the the seven that have been. Uh, uh, pointed out over church history. And uh, we're looking at the sin not so that we can uh, just look at ourselves and see us as uh, disqualified to have relationship with God, but in looking at the severity of our sin, we see just how great the grace of God truly is. And so we've been looking at the, the menaces of uh, our Christian faith, but also the mercy of God and how merciful our God is that, as Scripture tells us, while we were dead in our sin, while we were actively doing the seven deadly sins, Christ died for us and purchased us so that we could, like we sang, come back to life and live with him. And we've been uh, moving through the seven deadly sins. Uh, So far, we have looked at pride. If we could get the slide, uh, pride, greed, lust. Tonight, we're looking at envy, and then we will be looking at gluttony and wrath and sloth. Uh, And the definition of all of these things, starting with envy. Oh, no, that slide's too small for me. Envy is more of theirs. Gluttony is more entertainment. Wrath, more emotions. Laziness, more comfort. Greed, more stuff. Pride is more self. And lust, what we looked at last week, is a desire for more pleasure. But this week, we'll be camping on the idea or the sin that is envy. Envy. Other translations call it jealousy. Uh, Envy or jealousy. Let's look at what Scripture has to say about envy or jealousy. I'm going to be using those words uh, interchangeably, envy and jealousy, because uh, scripture translates it the same way, and so I'm going to do it also. James 3.13 says this, who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy, or the NLT says bitter jealousy, and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, or demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. The New Living Translation also says that it is willing to yield for others or to give to others. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Lord God, I pray uh, this evening as we look at the topic of envy, Lord, that you would just be speaking to our hearts. Lord, that we would uh, be open and receptive to your voice this evening. Lord, help us to put aside distractions and things around us, Lord, so that we may focus and fix our eyes upon you. Lord, speak to us through your word this evening. 
In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Jealousy is, is something that I think we all deal with. We all are jealous of something. Over the course of my life, I have found myself being jealous uh, not only about a lot of things, but jealous about some pretty weird things. And I think that all of us, if I can kind of speak for all of us, we get jealous over some odd things. I remember being in middle school and not yet getting braces and seeing my brothers get braces and be jealous that they have braces and that I don't. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Like, you have braces? Like, I've been jealous that someone else has gotten hurt, and so that they get to wear a cast and be on crutches. And I'm like, dang, that's so cool. Like, you have crutches? Like, you broke your wrist, and so someone else is writing your papers for you? Lucky. Like, we get jealous over some pretty weird things. We get envious of some pretty weird things. But envy or jealousy, although it can be silly played out, it is also a deep issue that lies within most, if not every single person. This is what envy is or jealousy. Envy is an emotion which occurs when a person lacks another's superior quality, achievement, or possession, and either desires it, or this is important, wishes that the other lacked it. Aristotle, a philosopher, he defined it this way. Envy, he defined envy as a pain at the sight of another's good fortune, stirred by the thought, those who have what we ought to have. It is pain or an emotion within ourselves that that comes up when we think that someone has what we deserve to have. We look and we see something good that that somebody else has, and not only do we desire to have it, but we want them to feel the pain that we feel for not having it. Envy is, is uh, th- out of all of the seven deadly sins that we've looked at so far, envy is the most relational. Envy at its very core is a relational sin. Because pride, it, it uh, esteems yourself above others, and greed and lust try to put yourself and trying to please yourself primarily. But envy, not only is it exalting yourself and, and seeking to please yourself, but it's also trying to unplease the other person. Envy is desiring to take something good from someone else so that you cannot feel the pain of not having it anymore. Envy at its very core is relational. Now, we've been looking at the vices and the virtues of the sin. Uh, the, the virtue that we'll be looking at towards the end of the teaching is generosity. Generosity is a disposition to Give good things for the other's sake. The generous person gives of their wealth in a way that exhorts the other person. 
Envy is relational. It sees someone as having something that they don't deserve. You have something that I deserve, and I want to take it from you, and I want you to feel the pain of not having it that I feel. Envy is relational. Now, envy is also an emotion. Envy is an emotion. Uh, the, the way that emotions work, emotions is something that is the, the final thing or the beginning of everything. Everything starts from an emotion. So an emotion like envy would then stir up feelings of frustration or anger or, or other feelings, but envy is the start of it. And so if we want to get to envy, we need to get down to the beginning and where it starts and also how envy works. So envy starts first with our insecurities. Envy feeds off our insecurities. I remember when Julianne and I first started dating, I was jealous all the time. All the time. I I don't know if you guys have ever had a boyfriend or a girlfriend, but when you first start dating, you are jealous all the time. And I was was getting so frustrated and so jealous and so angry when she would hang out with literally anybody else. I was like the worst boyfriend. I was 14, just so you guys know, but I was the worst boyfriend ever. So she would go and hang out with her friends, and I would be feeling so jealous. I remember one time in particular, I was maybe 15, and she went on the boat with her family. And so she's like on the boat. She's not texting me, and I'm losing my mind. I'm telling hey, you know, it's question marking, you know, sending the text, like, before you could, like, whatever. And I'm just feeling so jealous because I was insecure, I was thinking that Julianne would be happier spending time with someone else than she would be with me. And so my envy and my jealousy was coming up and causing feelings of frustration and anger and and causing myself to feel sad or worthless because she was hanging out with someone else because I was insecure that I wasn't good enough. And envy, at its very core, it feeds off of our insecurities, we get jealous or envious uh, of someone else's wealth or, or their platform or the way that they look or the, the influence that they have in their friends or where they live or how many followers they have on social media or their family or the way. Whatever we feel envious of and jealous of, it's often because of our own insecurities. We feel jealous of someone else's wealth because we feel that we don't have enough. We feel jealous of the way that somebody looks because we feel we don't look good enough. I feel jealous that someone else got braces because I think braces are unique and I want to look unique. And so now I'm thinking someone else is more unique than I am and so I feel worthless. Like our envies, they feed off our insecurities. It starts at this emotional level and then it feeds into our insecurities and and causes feelings and frustrations. And as it works, it creates obsessive thoughts about others. As envy moves through from the deep core of who we are, it, it goes and starts feeding off our insecurities and growing and creates feelings and frustrations sw- swirling around in our stomach, but it makes our way its way into our thoughts. 
And envy, it starts to work as obsessive thinking about others. So then we start, we start maybe putting people down in our brain. We start making fun of people in our mind, and we start thinking about people or seeing people in a certain way. We start thinking they don't deserve what they have. I deserve what they have. They don't deserve the, the, the good things that they have, and I do. And what James was writing in the passage of Scripture that we read, he says, where there is bitter envy or where there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there is disorder of every kind. Disorder of every evil kind. The, when we are f- uh, allowing our envy to run our, our emotions and our feelings and our thoughts, we lose sight of other people. We lose sight of other people's value and our own value. Envy, as it works through our feelings and into our mind, we begin to obsessively think about other people in a bad way, and we start to lose sight on their value and our own value. Now, envy, it practically looks like a lot of different things. I was just thinking some ways that, that it'll just rear its little ugly head in, in our life. And sometimes if we don't stop it at the silly things, then we'll, we'll, get, uh, we'll get bit by the serious things. So envy, it can look like wanting your siblings. When I was a kid, it was a PSP on the car rides, but now it's a Nintendo Switch. So wanting your siblings switch in the car or wanting your friend's style or wardrobe or personality or wanting that person you follow's lifestyle or influence or wanting your friend's family or wanting that person's body or boyfriend or girlfriend or wanting that person's influence or wanting that person's life. And we begin to obsessively think about these things and these other people, and so we lose the, the value that is in them and in ourself. Envy out of all of the deadly sins is the biggest community breaker. It, it breaks community. It breaks friendships. And that's why it's so deadly. Envy can cause a wall between relationships. It divides friendship and opens ourselves up to looking for satisfaction and fulfillment in the wrong places. We as Christians are called to love other people. Jesus, in a conversation that he had with religious leaders, they asked him in in all of the law, in all of the commandments of God, what is the most important one? They're, They're trying to trick Jesus. They're trying to say, out of all of Scripture, what's the best Bible verse? And Jesus, like, they're, they're trying to trick him. And he looks at him and he says, the, the, the number one commandment is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second one is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus would also say in the Sermon on the Mount that we are to love our enemies and love our neighbors. That we as Christians are called to deeply love and serve other people. And envy, it starts as an emotion and turns into our feelings and thoughts. And ultimately, it builds walls in relationships that limits our capacity to love other people. John says this in in 1 John. He says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. 
And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Envy, it builds barriers and walls between our our earthly relationship, but it also builds barriers between us and God. As we are acting on our envy and we are losing sight of the value that is in other people and the value that is in ourself, we limit our capacity to love God and to be in relationship with him. Every time we are feeling jealous and we start to to give in to our jealousies and allow our emotions to run wild and our feelings to run wild and our thoughts to run wild, we are building up a wall that is dividing us between people and it can also divide us between God. Now, God in his love, he is all about tearing down walls and tearing down strongholds. But we want to live in such a way that is opening ourselves up and exposing ourselves that God can see all of us. And envy, living in envy, it is building a wall that is covering us for God to truly see us. We want to stay open to God and love people. Envy builds a wall between you and relationships, causing us to be unable to love people properly. And when we can't love people, there is something standing between us and God. Not only does jealousy or envy build a wall between us and relationship, but it also uh, is a tunnel into you. Jealousy is a wall between us and other people. But it also works as a tunnel that goes deep into ourselves. As we are feeling jealous and, and envious of people and, and we, we are losing sight of their value and we're losing sight of our own value, it, it is a wall between people, but it's also a tunnel that goes into the deepest part of us. As we live out our jealousies and our envies, it is exposing parts of ourselves that, that is deep within ourselves, and it allows other feelings to come in and, and rule our inside. Feelings like bitterness or frustration or anger or, or um, cynicism or, or just being not in, like just trying to isolate ourselves and not be in relationship. And when we isolate ourselves, we, we find ourselves alone. And the problems that you had with other people, when it's just you, you're going to find problems within yourself. Envy is, at its very core, relational. It's a community destroyer. It's a friendship breaker. And so what we need to do is we need to look at it and we say, I, I feel envy. The emotion of envy is within me. We're all subject to it, but we need to cut off its head when it pokes up. And the way that we do that, is this helpful so far? Okay, cool. I'm going to take a drink of water. It is so hot in here. Yeah. I always get made fun of for the, for the sippy cup, but it is what it is. The virtue that is to, to counteract or fight against envy is the virtue of generosity. Like I said in the section of James that we read, uh, this section is truly talking to 
leaders and, and Christian leaders and example setters. And what the author James is writing, he is saying that if you are living in selfish ambition and jealousies, you are not walking in the way of God. You're not walking in the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God is humble, James says. He says, as we walk through life, we walk in the way of God that is a way of humility. And as we are walking in our own earthly wisdom, which James says is, is earthly, ungodly, and demonic, we are saying that we are walking in selfish ways rather than the ways of God. James goes on to say that a person who is godly or walking in the godly wisdom or walking in the way of God is willing to yield or to give to others. He also says those who uh, sow peace reap the harvest of righteousness. As we are walking with God, our goal is sanctification or becoming holy or becoming righteous or becoming like Jesus. And as we are walking down that road, we need to rid ourselves of selfishness and jealousies. And the way that we do that is through generosity. Now, there are two uh, I'm, I'm breaking generosity into do, two different categories. The first is cherish. To be truly generous, we need to cherish what we have. Generosity is valuable when we are giving something that is valuable to someone else. I have a clo- uh, bag of dirty old clothes that is back there by the trash can. And, and you guys are welcome to dig through it and take whatever you want because I don't care. That is not me being generous, okay? Take my old clothes, please. I don't want to drive to Goodwill. I put the trash bag in my car. It sat there for a long time, so I just dumped it out here. The youth kids will probably like it. That's not me being generous. Generosity comes from when you are giving something that you truly value. And we need to cherish ourselves. Three things we need to cherish. First, we need to cherish our identity. We need to cherish who we are. We, we start to lose sight of our own personal value as we are being envious of everything that someone else has. As soon as we get what someone else has, we're envious of someone else. That we need to, to counteract jealousy and envy, we need to cherish our identity. We also need to cherish our blessings. Cherish our blessings. Sometimes we lose sight of all the good things that God has given us because we simply don't look at them and remember them. We get so frustrated about so much that's going on in our life and we don't stop and thank God for our families or our friends or the people around us that love us or the place that we live or all the things that we have and and that make our life so easy and comfortable. And we thank you, God, for air conditioning, even though it's not really working tonight. Like, I thank you that it exists. And like, I thank you for food. And I thank you for like all of these things that like, we just need to stop and thank God. Sometimes we can just get so distracted by looking outwardly and we never look in at our own life and our own self. We also need to cherish the way. 
We see other people as if they are complete because we see the outside only, where we see ourselves as broken and incomplete because we don't recognize that God is working in us and we are growing. Sometimes we look at someone else and we're like, man, their life is so good, or man, they, they seem like they don't struggle with anything, or their, their family like loves them so much, and we just don't stop and say, God, you're working in me. God, I, I am there with you to walk with you on this way as you grow me and mature me and, and, and bless me in whatever way. Maybe you'll bless me with peace or you'll bless me with, with uh, whatever you want to bless me with. Jesus says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. As we are on the journey of becoming who God wants us to be, we get to experience the goodness of the way. We get to walk with Jesus as he grows and pours into us. The last thing that I want to talk about, worship team, you guys can make your way up here, is the aspect of generosity that is charity. Charity. James says to be peace-loving, gentle at all times, willing to yield to others, to sow peace and reap the harvest of righteousness. There's a story in the book of Genesis. It's uh, in Genesis chapter 4. The sons of Adam and Eve, who are the first two people created by God, they have two sons, uh, Cain and Abel. And Abel is someone who works out in the field and works uh, with, excuse me, Cain is the one that works out in the field, works with plants, and works uh, in, in, as a farmer, and Abel, he works with the animals and the livestock. And there came a time when God required both of them to make a sacrifice to God. And it, we're told that Cain, he makes a sacrifice of, of the, the fruits of the ground, and Abel, we're told this in Genesis 4, verse 4 through 8. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. So here's the story. Where Cain and Abel, they are required to make a sacrifice to God. Cain goes out and we're said he grabs the fruits from the ground. And Abel, he gets the best of his flock and he gives generously to God. They, they both give to God, but one is generous and one is not. And, and so uh, Cain, he sees that, that God, it says, respects 
Abel's sacrifice, looks at Abel and smiles, says, thank you, Abel, for your sacrifice, and doesn't accept Cain's. Now Cain, he gets frustrated and angry. The envy of of what Abel received from God, Cain is looking at and he's envious of what he has received. God says, well, if you gave well, if you did what was right, you would receive the same thing. Cain in this story, he's looking at what Abel had received from God, but he's not looking at the way that he received what he got from God. He received favor from God, and the way that he got favor was by giving generously. Are you tracking with me? That Cain is looking and saying, He's frustrated and envious, and he goes as far as to kill his, his brother because of his envy. And what, what God is, is saying, he says, if you were to do what is right, if you were to give generously, you would receive the same thing Abel received. Sometimes we can be so frustrated and so angry that other people have things. Now, I, I don't think that God works as like a, a, like a slot machine. Like we, we give something and then we're like, all right, God, give me something. Come on, give me something good. Give me something great. But, but we are generous and in our generosity, God is working in us. Now, we don't just need to be generous with our money. That's not at all what I'm saying. We need to be generous with our time. We need to be generous listening to other people. We need to be generous with our compliments to other people. We need to be generous with our attention to other people. And as we are walking through life and jealousy comes up and frustration comes up and we are envious of other people, we need to just stop and cherish our identity, recognize who we are in Christ. We need to cherish what God has done in our life and the blessings that he's given us. We need to cherish the way and recognize that we are growing and maturing and God is doing something in us. But we also need to be generous. The way that we receive the goodness of God is by opening ourselves and accepting it and giving to other people. When we don't love people, we're building a wall between us and others and a wall between God. I want to close with this in Romans 12, verse 1. The Apostle Paul writing, he says this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. We need to be so generous that we are willing to give ourselves to God and give ourselves for other people. Jesus would say there is no greater love than this. Than for one to lay his life down for the sake of a friend. And we are following the God and King that gave everything for us. And our response is a love that is similar to his love. We give to other people. We are generous to other people. We don't live at focusing on ourselves and focusing on how we can get, look unique or be cool or, or, or be great. But we live to exhort and to, and to glorify God. And the way we do that is by loving other people in godly wisdom, which is humility. We need to be generous.